And today we're gonna talk about how love honors. And we know growing up, I, I grew up in, in Oceanside, which is coastal from here. And I didn't have much in life. And so growing up, uh, and, and that's not a knock on my parents. You know, my mom attends church here. She's, she's sitting in the room. So it's not a knock on you, mom. Um, but it was, it, it, was, it was life circumstances, you know. Um, my, my, my father got sick when I was very, very young with cancer and it couldn't work any longer. My mom was doing what she could to hold the house together. I was the baby of the family. I mean, there's lots of extenuating circumstances that were going on, but the reality is is that the pressures that I was feeling in my life uh, were tremendous. And I don't know that I knew it at the time, but now looking back at 48, I go, wow, there was a lot of pressures that I was feeling. And one of the ways that I just dealt with life is I spent a lot of time in the ocean. I spent a lot of time surfing. And surfing in a lot of ways, I think, saved me. And, and so I just spent time at the beach. And there was something incredible about the fact that when I stood on the shoreline, it was like everything could get me there. But the moment that I stepped into the water, that it couldn't get there. Does anyone have something in their life like that? That you, you participate in something and it's like there's this shift and change. It was like, it's like in the ocean, these things were washed away and had no power. And so I grew up surfing and having a great time doing that and was really competitive doing that. And um, it was really funny because I would spend a ton of time, say 10,000 hours makes you an expert. I've probably spent 10 lifetimes in the ocean. And so I would see these kids come rolling into town. We'd be at contests and see these kids come rolling into town and they would be dressed in all of the latest and greatest, right? So at the time it was whatever brand was super, super cool and they had all the brand new equipment. And Growing up where I grew up, like we, we didn't have all the equipment, okay? It was like duct tape on surfboards and I remember, I, this is a horrible admission, I, I, I think I stole my first wetsuit Repentance, Jesus is so good. Um, I should say I appropriated it. The person wasn't using it, so I was like, hey. Um, and so it was really interesting spending time around these other kids from other cities and other places because they, they dressed the part, they said all the right things, but what they couldn't do is they couldn't surf. You ever meet people like that? Like, you dress like a baller. Right? You got enough swag to get you on the court. but they look good and they sounded good. And I wanna tell you that this behavior, looking back in life, you know, this behavior I, I really see now as an adult was their attempt to add personal value to themselves. But while at the same time, they were actually attempting to add personal value, they were attempting to take personal value from me and my friends because see, they would make fun of us because we didn't have all the latest and greatest. We didn't have the cool stuff. And it was just a known thing. Oh, the kids from Oceanside. And if, if, you, if you grew up in a city like this, like some of you know what I'm talking about, okay? And this isn't a knock on you if you didn't grow up, you know? It, it, just, it is what it is. In fact, I wanna tell you that this is normal human behavior. 
See, I've done this. I've tried to add value to myself by taking value from someone. I've done it. You've done it. We've all done this. This has been going on since the beginning of creation, as a matter of fact. There's this passage that Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's hanging out, and there's all these leaders, Pharisees. They're called Sadducees, scribes, teachers of the religious law. And these guys are questioning Jesus' authority, and Jesus responds to them finally. And this is what he says. Listen to this. Then with the crowds listening, Jesus turns to his disciples, and he says this. Beware of these teachers of religious law. For they like to parade around in flowing robes. In Matthew 23, it, it, Matthew actually is talking about this exact moment from his perspective. He says, on their arms they wear extra wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside. And they wear robes with extra long tassels. I mean, these guys have all the latest and greatest. And it says that they love to receive respectful greetings. In Matthew, it says to be called rabbi. They love to have position. It, 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 it's, have you ever met someone? You call them by name and they say, that's, you know, that's a doctor. <laughs> if you're a doctor, it's not a knock on you. I just don't demand that people call me pastor. If you know me, you know this. Says they love to receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplace and how they love the seats of honor in the synagogues and the head table at banquets. Yet, they shamelessly cheat widows. And widows are like literally widows, but also can represent people that maybe in society don't look like they're the most deserving, but probably need the most. They cheat them out of widows' properties and then they pretend to be pious by making long prayers in public. Because of this, they will be severely punished. <laughs> Jesus tells them that they have the whole love equation wrong. They love being honored by everyone, but they don't love honoring anyone. People are loved when they feel honored. You are loved. We, we honored you this morning. Why? Because we want you to know that we love you. Could you sense that moment? That was honor in action, loving someone. Honor is to fix valuation. I'm just going to define this. It's to fix valuation on something, to value. When you feel valued, you feel loved. I just want you to know this is the season that we celebrate Jesus' love for humanity, and it was shown in the value that he placed on humanity, redeeming it by entering into the world in the humblest of circumstances to bring himself to us in human weakness to remedy the human weakness. Jesus loved humanity by honoring humanity. He added value to your life and my life. This is the central truth of our Christian faith. That the God of creation came to us, Emmanuel, which means God is with us. 
so that we could come to him. Love, family. Love honors. Love honors uh, by adding. These rabbis said, uh, you know, Jesus says about them, they loved being called rabbi. They loved sitting in seats of, of honor. Uh, this word love, there's different types of, of love when you read scripture. We just, we've homogenized the word love. It just means everything. I mean, I could love a pair of shoes the same way that I love my wife for all we know, right? This love that they're talking about is called phileo love. It's like friendship love, okay? But let me go a little bit deeper. It means to delight in or long for. These teachers had developed a love affair with attention, affection, fancy attire, and the accolades that they got from walking in public. They longed to be a celebrity who lived to be celebrated. This sounds very familiar in our society. We fight for celebrity in our society because we love the celebration but it's futile because I think the passing celebration of man does not live up to the celebration that Jesus Christ has for you in your life. There are not enough likes that I'm gonna get in my life, enough followers that are going to establish the true value of my life. It said that they loved to wear these loose outer garments, these long robes. Let me describe for you. They loved to wear these loose outer garments. And they were usually worn by kings, priests, and people of rank. They dressed the part of these high-value positions, but they didn't hold people in positions of high value. When I was growing up, we called that a poser. They were the great pretenders. <laughs> and that's why it says that they would shamelessly cheat widows and then pretend by being pious with these public prayers. These teachers dishonored, literally dishonored and devalued. When you... If I came and I took a piece of property that you owned, I, I literally just devalued you. This is, this is like a natural occurrence that's doing something that has implications in the spirit. When something is physically in the natural taken from you, what it's speaking to oftentimes is we feel like we've lost a piece of our own value. And here these guys are like literally devaluing widows and pretending. And in Romans, I love Paul, the guy who wrote Romans. He says in Romans 12, 9, don't just pretend to love others. Don't be a poser. Don't be a great pretender. He says, really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take what? Delight in honoring or adding value. Take delight in adding value to each other. I hope, I hope beyond anything that Tiffany Smith 
feels like value was added to her life from the last 10 years because I know that she has loved others by honoring them and adding value to our young people's lives. And he goes on and he says, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Love honors by adding value, but it requires work and it gets really messy. Can I just tell you that? I think the hardest part about love is really adding value and honoring people and loving them gets difficult because sometimes it's hard for you and I to see someone's true worth and value behind all the mess. And so we, we, we start saying, like, they don't deserve it. Well, hey, okay, if we made a line of who deserves it, I don't even have to say anymore. We're all messy. And I, and, and I really feel like this this morning. Listen, some of you are struggling with what I'm about to say. People already have a difficult time in their own life, sensing their own value and worth. We don't need to come alongside them and tell them. We don't. You don't have to tell me how I suck. Although I appreciate those emails. <laughs> hmm. That's why Romans twelve thirteen that we just read says when God's people are in need. Do you know what people need? Do you know what they need help with? seeing their value. Love honors by adding value, by helping people see their true value. Let me me tell you the truth. We, We really don't add value to people's lives. We just help uncover the value that's there and help them see it. We're partnering with a God who says, these are my people that I want you to know this morning that you're God's people. And my job and your job, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, is to come along somebody and go, you know what, through the mess, through the mire, through the dirt, through, through, through all the addiction, through all the pain, through all the language, through all the things that, uh, that the world wants to look at, that wants to line you up in a line that says, well, who deserves it most? My job is to actually see past that and to say, I want to speak to the value that God has put inside of you and just you being human. Love honors by adding value. I got caught in the middle of a, a value dispute when I was driving into Oceanside this week. Pastor Jeff was on the phone with me. A woman was very upset about something that was happening in traffic, and so she sped past me illegally and then gave me the number one sign. 
cut me off, slammed her brakes on, didn't get any further, and I'm on the phone with Pastor Jeff, and I was like, dude, what's going on? This woman just flipped me off. I have no idea what I did. So we got to the next stoplight, and I thought it was a perfect opportunity since I was sitting next to her to share with her what I thought. (laughs) Pastor Jeff is still on the phone with me. I said, pardon the brief intermission. And I noticed on her license plate, it said it had some Hawaiian writing. And so I was like, oh, this, this woman's Hawaiian. And so I, I actually pulled up next to her and I rolled my window down and I, with a smile, I said, hey, what happened to the aloha? And she, and, and, yeah, you're, and you're in the O now, like, you're, like the, you know, we're like, we're just going to have a conversation right here. Pastor Jeff is just laughing at me. She said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I wasn't talking to you. I was, and as she starts to tell me, I hear screaming coming from behind me in my blind spot. See, she wasn't flipping me off. She was flipping off the dude who wouldn't let her in. And they start fighting in the middle of the intersection. And I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of a value dispute. And she tells him, you know, where he should stick it. And he's, he's calling her names that I was like, I don't think I've ever heard someone call a woman that, you know, like, that's crazy that you're saying that. And then, like, and then she's like, you need to go back to Texas because you know, he got Texas plates. And he starts making racial slurs at her, assumes because of the color of her skin she's from a country to the south of us, and tells her she needs to go back. And I said, oh, pardon me, Pastor Jeff. And I climbed almost all the way out my passenger window and looked back at him and said, hey, dude, you need to watch what you're saying. And I said, and for the record, she's Hawaiian. And like he had nothing to say. He just like, oh, literally he goes, oh. Which is what every one of us sound like when we decide to not love people and honor them by adding value. I mean, my heart rate's up here, and I'm like, dude, there's, there's Brexit. I was like, we're about to have Texit. Like, I moved out of Oceanside, but Oceanside ain't moved out of me. Pastor Jeff was like, bro. <laughs> Anybody in the room got my back on this? All right. I, I see my people. All right. I, and and I, I drove away and I thought, Lord, why? And I was going to meet another pastor who's a pastor in Oceanside about things that God is calling us to partner with in Oceanside. Right? And I'm like, I show up and I'm just like disheveled and I was like, and I'm like, Lord, why? And the, and the Lord starts, like, you were caught in the middle of a fight. Like, this is the problem. And, and have you, like, this, this is the tension that we're all walking around with right now in life. Because we're watching, literally, on trial in America, value disputes. 
And we feel the tension of it and we don't know how to deal with it. And what we do is we go to our corner and we retreat. And I'm just telling you that people desperately need you and need me as followers of Jesus to come alongside them and say, I want to speak to the real you that no one may see but God created you to be. I want to speak to your value this morning. I want to speak to who it is that you were created to walk like and be like. See, love honors by adding value. Jesus flipped the whole equation over. Because then love honors by taking. You're like, hold on a second. You just said love honors by adding. I'm going to tell you love honors by, by taking. No sooner in our life did sin happen in the garden. No sooner did the wound of sin occur. No faster did it happen that God actually stepped in with a, with a, with a redeeming measure in his son Jesus. Listen to this. In Genesis 3.14, it says, Then the Lord said to the serpent, that's the devil, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. Now, can I tell you that this is something that's it, it's made in the, in the natural, it's for our now, but also it's speaking prophetically. It's speaking to the future. It's adding value in the moment when we didn't deserve it yet. We did nothing. We just blew it. God honors us by adding value and he does it by actually saying I'm going to speak prophetically and tell you that the seed of the woman who's the seed of the woman Jesus that's why he had to come that's why he had to be born the power of the Holy Spirit coming over Mary it's why he had to come as a baby he had to step into human weakness why because it was going to come from the seed of a woman what was going to come listen to this I love this he, who's he? Jesus will strike your head. Who's he talking to? God's like, devil, you just, done, you just got into a value dispute in the middle of Oceanside Boulevard and Hill Street. Yeah, it's Coast Highway, but I call it Hill Street. Because it, it, it was Hill Street when I was born. I don't know about any Coast Highway. We're just trying to make it sound nice. It's the same hood. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm being hoodish this morning. <laughs> Dang. See, this is why you don't want me spending time in Oceanside. All right. He, Jesus, will strike your head, devil, and you will strike his heel. Wait, what is this talking about? It's talking about the fact that Jesus Christ is going to be pierced through his feet on the cross. But when he does it, he's going to deal the death blow to the serpent's head. Jesus, literally the moment the wound of sin happens, he loves us right where humanity's at. You know where that is? All dirty, hiding, trying to cover ourselves, trying to cover our tracks. You always try to cover your tracks when you got it wrong. He loves to meet us where we're at, Romans 5, 8. But God showed, the word is showed means to prove, establish, or exhibits his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were yet still sinners. 
he's come for, Jesus has come for, he's gone after, and he is in relentless pursuit. Let me say that again. Jesus has come for, he has gone after, and he is in relentless pursuit. He longs for, that word love, he longs for, he delights in loving us by adding value to our lives. Psalm 18, 19, he led me to a place of safety. I thank God that in my life, he led me to a place of safety. I thank God that in Genesis 3, that God made provision to be a redeemer and restore what was broken before I was even born, thought of because he knew I was gonna step in it and I was gonna get into a valued dispute. Jesus knew this. He's chasing after you and he's chasing after me, this relentless pursuit. And it says, he led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. Now I'm gonna read this same, why don't you stand with me this morning? I'm gonna read this same scripture in the message translation. Starting in verse 16 in this psalm, it says, but me, he caught. all the way from the sky to the sea. He pulled me out of that ocean of hate, that enemy chaos, the void in which I was drowning. They hit me when I was down, but God stuck by me. He stood me up, on a wide open field and I stood there saved surprised to be loved why don't you close your eyes this morning love has collided with human community when Jesus was born happened in a manger it happened on a cross it happened through an empty tomb and it's happening now with him seated at the right hand of his father so that you and I can delight in the surprise of his love You don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. The people that vote different from you, they don't deserve it. The people that live by different value systems, they don't deserve it. The truth is, none of us do.
This morning, I want you to feel the collision of love with the human community and the beautiful surprise of him delighting and loving you this morning. have this opportunity to then turn around and to delight in loving others with this surprise. People are loved when they're honored and love honors by taking delight and adding value. As we wrap up this morning, there's a couple things that I want to pray for. Number one, we've been praying for weeks now for people that need healing, people that have deep needs and they just need a miracle from God. We will continue to pray for those things. I will continue to create space for us as a family to say we can't see it yet. It still looks like a pile of dirt. But God, we're going to keep praying until we are surprised by your loving, delightful hand in this area of my life. If you're struggling this morning, I want to invite you to come down and get prayer. And this is just, this is normal for us. If this is your first time here, I just want you to know this is normal. We just want to create space. If you're struggling this morning, if you got prayer a couple weeks ago and you still haven't seen God move and you still feel like that pile of dirt sitting in the middle of your living room, you can come down and, and get prayer. Some of you are struggling to see your worth and your value. I really felt like when I said that, some of you, you're sensing this, you're feeling this. And when I say like, we don't need to come alongside people and tell them where they're not adding up. Like we already know, we're really hard on ourselves, family. And it's different for us to be aware of where maybe we're struggling, it's totally different, the difference between awareness and then wearing it. And some of you are wearing this. And I, I, I wanna add value here this morning. That you've, you've walked in life circumstances and you have a history where, where you've been the widow, where, where um, people have devalued you in your life and called you less than and made you feel like you don't deserve it. And I want to speak against that right now. I want to speak honor over your life. I want to call out the gold in your life. I want to tell you that all of us were a little bit dirty and dusty, but beyond that, Jesus delights in just brushing past that. And we just want to come alongside and we just want to pray life into those things that God has actually put in you. And we want to pray for you this morning. But what I, what I definitely want you to know is that you're valued, that you're loved, that you're worth it, 
that the Father has fixed a value on your life by sending the Son, His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, as the priceless payment for your life. That the value of who you are is greater than you think. And I want to speak against the enemy right now that's devaluing you and has got some of you locked up in your mind. And if you're struggling with this, I just I, I want to encourage you. If, if you're sensing this, could you just do me a favor? Could you just raise your hand? Interesting. Put your hand on someone appropriately. Not like I wanted to in the value dispute in the intersection in Oceanside. Put your hand on someone. We're just gonna pray for this. I think we all need a dose of this, okay? Because there's, there's not enough Christmas presents that you can buy or that you can receive that's going to assure your value that God is attached to your life. Okay, I'm not saying not to bless people and give, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that we shouldn't try to devour and try to, to put on and try to wear and try to do these things that God wants you to walk out of here today and to know that you've got a deep value. So God, right now in the name of Jesus, we're just gonna pray for one another. Just right now, begin to pray and just say, God, I just wanna speak to the value that you have placed in the life of this individual. I, God, I, I just wanna pray over the gold that you have placed inside of them. That even when we don't see it in the natural, God, that there's something that you've placed in them, in them that has such a high value. We wanna come into agreement with that. So God, we just come into agreement with that value. We come into agreement with what it is that you've added. We come into agreement with the fact that you take delight in adding value to people's lives. And so we're just gonna partner with you today, Father. Father, we wanna partner with you and we just wanna say yes and amen. Um, I wanna pray for somebody in the room that's uh, dealing with uh, extreme migraines. Anybody? Extreme migraines, raise your hand. If you have migraines, come forward right here to my left to the room's right. If you're dealing with migraines, right here. So it's not confusing. <laughs> my, le my left, your right, extreme migraines. Elise? Can I get you guys to come over here and pray for them? Yeah. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pray for them. But before I do that, uh, I'm just gonna pray and release all of you guys to go. Um, our service was a little bit longer today because we had a family moment. I cut my message short, believe it or not. And I wanna get you guys out of here if you wanna go. However, I think there's ministry that still is needing to happen and God still wants to do some things. So feel free and hang out. But I wanna let you go and I don't wanna keep you. So Father, um, as we go today, Lord, I just, I wanna speak to the value of every single person in this room no matter where they come from, no matter uh, their, their lineage, socioeconomic, city, language, what they wear, none of that actually speaks to the value of human life. And so I speak to the value of humanity. God, that right now in our country, we are waging war on the value of humanity. God, I speak against laws that uh, agree with murdering small children. I speak against laws in our country that are punishable, that we would allow 
murder to take place because the lack of value that we have for human life. Lord, we take back the areas that the enemy wants to live in of devaluing, of this devaluation, of removing. There's the God standard. We used to have our money on the gold standard and it got removed and it created issues. I'm not an economist, but if you understand economy, we got issues. And what I'm saying is we have removed the God economy, the God standard in life, and we're operating on a different standard and we no longer are valuing human life to the degree that we should. So God, I just say yes and amen to valuing human life the way that we should that my brothers and sisters globally, other races, ethnicities, other languages, other, other um, um, upbringings, God, that there's value that we would see in each other, that we would go after, that we would know it's hard work, that we wouldn't be lazy, as Paul says, that we would rejoice in the hope of it, and we would be ready when there's need to add value. God, we thank you. Let us be a blessing as we go. Let us be a blessing. Enjoy your time this week, family. Enjoy our time when we meet in the middle between services and our marketplace. Have fun. For those of you who still are getting prayer and stuff, you can hang out. We say amen and amen.